Hello, welcome back to another episode of the New School of Thinking podcast, the Impact Series. Today we have a special guest with us again, and uh, a friend that's dear to me and helped me throughout a journey of my own, but um, we'll, we'll let the episode explain it for itself. So, here you go, take a listen, comment, share, like, repost, and enjoy. Well, welcome back to another episode on the new school of thinking. Uh, This is season two, so it's all about impact. And today we have a very special guest that uh, I'm going to trust Jamal and Dean to take the lead on this one. So we're going to get right into it. Jamal, Dean, take it away. Yes, yes. Good morning. Dean, what's going on? No, just another day. Just another day. (laughs) Another workout. (laughs) Another workout, exactly. We have a special guest here. Uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce him? Yeah, we have uh, John from Strong John. Uh, Hello. Strong John Fitness here. How you doing, sir? Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Um, so, John, I've known you for about 15 years now. Um, I've known you for a long time. And one thing I can't do is say your last name. So, <laughs> <laughs> can you please, for the viewers, we'll do an exclusive here. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? So my name is, you know, the full name is even longer. So it's Jonathan Alexander Vlahoyanakos. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Wow. So and we, we, we will spell that out for our viewers uh, when, we, yeah. when we post this. <laughs> when I'm we a spelling champion. I'm a spelling yeah. champion since childhood. So yeah, he must have been. <laughs> so, so John, I mean, um, like I said, I've known you for 15 years and, uh, I'm going to continue this relationship and, uh, you know, I mean, great guy, everybody should know this, but give us a quick introduction, like about yourself. Um, let's, let's leave out, let's leave out the strong John for now, but let's get to know, let's get to know John before strong John. Sure. Um, so I love hockey, hockey and hip hop are like my two loves that aren't obviously my wife. Um, so I grew up playing hockey love like i said love hip-hop music uh, i was um, i've been with my wife for geez 13 years 12 years uh we've been married for four uh three and a half year old son his name is nico uh, so everything i do is for them really uh, mindset really really shifts when family's involved um, and obviously with with loving hockey fitness kind of comes into that so that's where i kind of made that jump um into that right right Right, right. So, I mean, now let, let's talk about your journey then, because I know, like you said, you're you're into hockey. Um, I know from high school, you loved hockey, you and your brother both. And um, I think you did some competitions as well, some fitness competitions. Yeah. So, and now you're a personal trainer. Right? And now you take on clients, you, you're a fitness guy. <laughs> and I must say, from knowing you from high school to now, it's... Uh, complete transformation yeah it's weird right yeah and it's it's amazing i mean it's a great transformation um but but what got you into that to 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 personal fitness from hockey from this like what was that moment that was like you know what i think i think personal training is the thing i want to do i think this is what what i want to get at yeah uh so i've always kind of been that like overweight kid overweight teenager like puberty really hit me pretty hard. I think, um, my family, we love food. My grandparents, 
my parents, we never really watched what we ate. We kind of just ate. Um, so I played hockey my whole life. When you get into your teenage years, especially for hockey, it gets more serious. So you kind of have to make a decision like, am I going to pursue this as a career? How far can I actually get? So into my teenage years, I wasn't obviously the best. Um, and I made do with what I had. And I tried um, to go to the States for school. It didn't pan out. I was obviously couldn't afford to pay. I think it was like 30 grand uh, for two years or something crazy uh, to go to Pennsylvania. So I put hockey on the back burner. I had trainers throughout my teenage years and they've helped me get better at hockey, feel a little bit better, get in better shape. Um, but it wasn't until I got into my own kind of transformation, I learned more on my own that I can help other people. So I helped myself lose a bunch of weight. I was 240. I mean, you've seen me fluffy and especially in high school, uh, 240 got down to like 200. Uh, my brother and my friend both lost 50 pounds each. Um, I helped them do that. So we had, we had this crew, uh, two of my best friends and my brother, we were all training together, eating the same stuff, just learning together. And I'm like, you know what? Like, this is what I'm passionate about. Like I've had people help me do this. I can do this for myself. I can help my friends do this. I can help other people do this. I wanted other people to avoid all the mistakes I made throughout my, my youth and trying to lose body fat and not being able to keep it off. So that's why I really wanted to step in as a coach. And, and guide people through the process and doing that one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, that, that's a good story. So one thing, and I think um, Dean, we, we, Dean and Ren, we spoke about this a while, uh, for a couple of times about this podcast. And one thing that John brought up is that his crew around him kind of helped guide him that way. Like they started, you know, you guys, you guys all got together. You, you lost 50 pounds, they lost 50 pounds, and they kind of that inspired you to go and and do this for other people like did that how, how was that did that help make that decision because you had because you had people around you that were doing it like did that i guess inspire or motivate you to go ahead and keep doing it if they weren't there and you had lost 50 pounds on 50 pounds on your own would you have continued this journey i guess it's a good question um so part of what happens like especially through what happened with me is I put on some muscle, lost a bunch of weight, is people start asking me questions. People in the gym, people I didn't know, people I worked with. So even that alone, even if I didn't necessarily have um, my crew of friends with me, people constantly ask me, oh, like, how did you do it? Like, what should I eat this? Like, just asking all the questions about fitness made me think like, I'm doing something right. And if these people are looking at me for help, I think maybe I should dive more into edu in the education and help them. Like. I can build something off of this based off of what I've accomplished and how I can help other people. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah, I understand that. That's good. When you have people around you that appreciate it, that's one thing about being appreciated about something you do, right? Yeah. It, just makes, it makes you want to do it more. Yeah, for sure. Right. When someone comes and asks you, like, how's this going? How's that going? And uh, it just makes you want to keep going because you, you know, you know, you're getting noticed, right? No, definitely. Um, and that's that's what I wanted to talk about too is consistency because we talk about that a lot on the podcast as well. Mm. Um, it's like one of my favorite words is consistency. And um, you know, was there ever a time where you wanted to stop, where you were like, you know, this is too much? Or I mean, I know you recently we spoke about this before the podcast. You recently had a little injury there, and it was it took you off for a while. How does that play on on your mindset? Because 
you know, even as an entrepreneur, like not only not only in fitness, but as an entrepreneur, you you run your own fitness personal uh, training uh, company. Yeah. When when you're sick, it's only you. When you're when you're injured, it's only you, right? And yeah. you keep yourself accountable, right? So how do you get through those those times? Um, how much time you got? <laughs> so just a little like just a little backstory before I jumped into this on my own. Um, between the years of 2016 and now, a lot has happened. So in 2016, I was in school. I was working at Airmark at the Rogers Center. I we were pregnant with our son, so there was a lot going on at the same time. And I was working at um, LA Fitness, so everything was going on at the same time. I had to make a decision. I'm like, look, I can't work two jobs and be in school and raise a newborn. So from there, my mindset kind of completely shifted. I'm like, look, York University will be there. I need to make money. I need to raise my family. Like I need to support this baby coming. Um, so I stuck with fitness and I knew I was only going to give LA Fitness a year because I didn't want to live the big box gym trainer life. Um, so once that year was up, I had the clients that I wanted to come with me. And from then on, it's just been, I love doing it for myself as hard as it is. I am marketing, I am admin, I am the coach, I am everything for the business. Um, and sometimes it's hard, like this, this past fall winter was really, really tough. I was not motivated to make posts. I was not as motivated to, I couldn't train. So mentally I'm already feeling kind of crappy um, because working out does help everything, right? So. It's tough at times. There's no time where I'm like, I want to quit because living a quote unquote normal life or normal job isn't, it's not what I want. Right. I've never, I've never worked in an office and my favorite show is the office, which is, I think it's kind of funny, (laughs) but uh, yeah, there's, there's never been a time where I'm like, this isn't for me. It's more like, this is the rough patch. I just need to keep pushing to get past it because it's never necessarily going to be easy. I mean, I'm only like three and a half into my own business. So I'm, there's always growing pains. Um, but just like fitness, like you just have to, you have to keep showing up. You keep showing up. I'm here to help people. And as, if I could just keep showing up, keep showing up, the, the business will take care of itself. Yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, it seems like there was a, there was that changing factor where, you know, you had your, your growing family that had that, you made that decision. Right? Yeah. And um, honestly, man, it was a great, Great decision, I think. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> you have a beautiful baby boy. You know, he's happy. Uh, you know, I yeah. see him on. I see you guys post him on Instagram all the time. Like, all the time. Great. Yeah. All yeah. the time. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, personal training, uh, fitness, you know, motivational speaking, they're all like, they're all different types of career. Path. I mean, in my eyes, and 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 anyways, in my eyes, they're all kind of different types of career paths where you are eliciting feelings in other people, right? You're trying to get that intrinsic feeling out of somebody. And um, it's a more like a like a psychological impact that, that you have on people. Yeah. And personal training, I mean, it is it is like a psychological impact because you have to find what motivates somebody and what pushes somebody. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're looking for results on their body physically. But for me, because I went through your program and it was a mental thing where it's like, you're at work and especially if you go after work or if you wake up early and you go to the gym yeah and you have to do those those workouts right those tough workouts that you made me do all the time for <laughs> years and years um, um exactly it's worth it but you, for me it was like oh do i really have to go today can i switch to tomorrow uh, 
And no, you, you do it. So it is a mental thing. How do you... The question is kind of it's weird. How do you gauge yourself on how well you're doing? And I think I could... I think I know your answer before you're going to say it. Yeah. But, like, can you explain how you perceive or assess yourself as you're training somebody or... You know, as your how their performance is going. Like, how do you assess yourself? Because okay, I think that's, that's one thing that motivates people as well. Yeah. Um, if you ask anyone around me, I'm my own toughest critic, so I'll never really be fully satisfied as a coach or whatever hat I'm wearing at the time. But the number one gauge is of how I'm doing is are my clients happy and are they making progress? To me, that's the most important thing and. As a trainer, like you learn, you can't talk to everybody the same. You can't give everybody the same program. You have to guide different people in different ways. So if I, if someone needs me just to be there three times a week and she just wants to work out, she doesn't necessarily care about physique. She doesn't care about other stuff. She just needs to get to the gym just for her mindset, for her health. And if she's happy, I'm happy I'm doing my job, right? There's, there's people that need that. 100% structured program that need me to be, them, be on them all the time. And there's people that, you know what, they don't need that hands-on as much. I check in every once in a while, make sure they're doing well, check their stats. Um, and if they're doing well, they're progressing and they're content, then I'm doing my job for them. But like I said, I'm never, I'm never satisfied per se. And then when it comes to in-person, I have to really make sure that they're performing properly right so if their form is good everything is safe um we're not doing anything crazy and again they're happy then i'm doing my job i won't say i'm happy because i'm never satisfied but yeah. i'm doing my job for them yeah if they're happy then then we're good why aren't you happy yeah, why aren't i happy yeah uh i don't know what it is i have to dig deep into my own psychological i think it's just it's just a mindset i've never really satisfied like i know i can do more mm-hmm. for so a lot of people that- so how do you take that to the next level? That's a good question. I'm mean, probably by over delivering service. So with some people, if I only check in with them once a week, maybe I'll check in with them more often. Maybe I dig deeper into all of their stats. It just depends on the person. And it could just be it could just be me. I mean, that's a great question. I've never actually nobody's ever asked me that. <laughs> <laughs> so what differentiates you from other training programs or other I guess competitors in this case? Yeah. yeah. Good question. What would you, uh, so what would you in like terms to tell of, people, yeah. In terms of me versus programs, you'll never get what you get from a program that way you get from a coach. So programs are easy to download. Honestly, they're free everywhere now. You don't even have to buy them anymore. Yet people still have a hard time getting to the gym, eating for their goals. So what I do as a coach is I am that support system. I tell everybody when I get on the phone with them for their consultation, I'm on my phone way too much flat out honest that means though that i'm in your back pocket so if you have a question when you're at the gym at the grocery store late at night i'm generally up like you can ask me and i'm always there that's what i want Mm -hmm. and i also don't i never want to be that that coach that drags you on like if you want to work with me for three months i'm not going to tell you oh but we need to do six we need to like i want to give you what you want when you want it i never want to be anyone coach anyone's coach forever i've always said that um, and some people stick around, like Mr. Jamal here, superstar client. Um, some people want to stick around long term. I'm not going to say no, 
but um, I've had a few people that have been with me for over a year. They're like, okay, I'm ready to do this on my own. And, and that makes me, that makes me the happiest. When people are like, I am confident. I can do this by myself. You've taught me so much. That's when I'm like, okay, I've, I've definitely done my job with this person. Self gratification, right? Yeah, like, yeah, most definitely. So have you ever rejected a client saying, I can't train you? Like, is there filters? Do you go through steps when you're accepting or onboarding a client? Uh, yeah, there's an application process. It's very brief, but I just make sure that everyone that applies and I hop on a call with for that initial consultation is actually serious. They're actually ready to make that change. And some people throughout the call realize that maybe they're not, right? It really, it like you were talking with Jamal Stop on the psychological impact. The physical fitness changes aren't going to come unless your your mental state is ready. And I can I can push you along the way, but I can't give you that drive that you want to accomplish something for yourself. That's gonna that's gonna come with from within. Um, mm-hmm. I've I've talked to hundreds of people about this, and some people are ready, some people are not. It just just depends on uh, where they're at mentally. So it's, is it fair to say that uh, you look for something like the growth, someone willing to change, someone willing to make a difference in their life? and follow through with their commitment. So I think you cut out there and a little Yeah, you cut out, we had a little audio issue there, but can can you say that again from the beginning, Dean? Um, Uh, So is it fair to say that uh, you look for someone with a growth mindset, so someone willing to learn, willing to grow and willing to commit? Yeah, being coachable is the number one thing I look for. I mean, if you're not coachable, then And I might not be able to help you. Like, that's not saying I can help every single person. Mm -hmm. People that aren't coachable are just, some people are just resistant just to be resistant. And they have the thought in their mind that they know what they're doing, regardless of what a coach says, which I find I've always found odd because I've paid coaches in the past. I've paid trainers and like, I'm paying them to provide me with guidance and a service. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, I guess, because I am coachable because I've been there on both sides. Like it, it's always odd to me when people don't listen to the person they're paying to get them where they want to go. But yeah, yeah. no, I hear yeah. you. So you actually touched on, uh, you went to coaches and you, uh, went, went through the whole hockey program and then you decided to become a personal trainer. So what did you find, I guess, what was the gap from your learnings and that made you successful in your jump to doing this full-time for yourself from hockey to personal training well not not even that like working with other trainers and seeing like how they handle programs and like something must have clicked like hey i can do this this is what i'm gonna do differently and this is what's gonna make me shine yeah for sure so um i work my first trainer was a retired pro bodybuilder so his style of training was more bodybuilding-esque which is which is fine for a 14 year old who wants to put on some muscle and lose some fat there's nothing wrong with that um, he did give me a strict diet plan, which I, I stuck to for five days of the week. And then the other two were not good, <laughs> less so to speak. So after that, I had two different trainers. They were One was a professional lacrosse player and the other was a professional hockey player who played in Europe. So their style of training was very much geared towards um, power, explosiveness, all around athleticism instead of just bodybuilding. But what having that variety of trainers did for me is it gave me an insight as to how they make their programs. So I took bits of knowledge from from all of them and then I applied it to myself and applied it to my friends. Okay, what's going to work here and what's going to work there? And then again, from the compliments and, and all the questions from, from 
outsiders, it made me want to dive deeper into into the education of it all, get my certification, and really just I can do this for others based on what's happened to me, and to help people avoid what happened to me as well. Speaking from experience, then, right? Yeah, you took you took your own experience and you kind of made it into what you wanted to for other people. Yeah, That's most great. definitely. Yeah. All right. So actually, my next question here is. Uh, so being an individual owner, being the trainer, being everything, how do you balance, you mentioned that you have a child and a wife and like, how do you, how's work-life balance? How do you maintain it? And you've been doing it for so long. Like what's your best practice? Um, what advice could you give to people trying to start out in, in this industry? Um, it's like, let's get to know you outside of the realm of being a personal trainer like how do you do it all you know yeah it's a, it's a lot of stuff going sometimes on. i wonder how i do it all but honestly so since uh december of 2018 i've had actually no october of 2018 i've had one two three different business coaches so they really changed who i am as a coach who i am as a business owner so i'm able to achieve that work-life balance like full disclosure the first year of this of doing this on my own it's like, a, it's not a nightmare, but it, things are all over the place. There's lack of organization. Um, I don't have that balance at all. And when you're, when Nico was like one, like things are kind of hectic as it is. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm older, now that he's older and I've had that guidance from my coaches, one of the biggest things for me is time blocks. So uh, Jamal can attest to this. Like I, as much as I give unlimited support to all of my clients, there are certain times of the day where I will answer an email or I will not, or I will check in or I will not. So like Sundays, I do not see anybody in person. Sundays, I do not work in person. I will answer emails and I will set up uh, clients programs for the, for the weeks to come while my, while my son is napping. So on Sundays, I have a hard rule that it's like it's family day. Mm-hmm. I try not to be very active on my phone. I need that break. Uh, something I'm working on even more now is keeping my phone to the side because I get a lot of notifications from, from different people when I'm with my son one-on-one like if I'm cooking his dinner or we're just having playtime I try to separate that when we're all out for a family event I try to stay on my phone and separate that so trying to separate like having hard blocks can be good if you're okay with letting your phone go off for a little bit just because as someone who offers unlimited support like if I'm on my phone 24-7 I never really switch my work brain off, which means my family never gets the full attention that they deserve. So it's it's tough and it's I'm not perfect, but time blocks is one of the biggest things. And planning, like planning, it goes hand in hand with fitness, with nutrition. Planning my schedules is massive. I have a little day plan, like a little notepad that has the times laid out every single day. This is what I'm doing from eight to nine, this is what I'm doing from nine to 10. Um, usually I make sure it's synced up with my Google calendar, everything looks paired like same synchronized so keeping a schedule and and blocking off times to work times to write times to see clients times for leisure has been the biggest thing for me to balance it all yeah okay time boxing yeah organization time boxing that's a good that's a good tool to use i mean i even use the same thing for my project and project management so I fully understand that and like a lot of people don't understand that you do have to put away that leisure time too and that time away from work yeah especially when you are uh when when your work brain can really turn off like for me as a project manager i have i have another phone that's connected to my work and you know i'm always getting client emails or calls or 
people on site and this and that and yeah, I can fully uh, agree and um, contest to that as well. One of the so one of the biggest things for me with that is my business coach came up with the idea and he wrote a whole book on it. It's like when everyone plans out, let's say you plan out your week, everyone puts in their work first, he flips it. He says, plan out your date nights first. Put that in the calendar so you make that a thing. That's a normal thing as part of your week and then build your work around it. So especially it's easier, I guess, for, I mean, not easier for entrepreneurs, but he's geared towards more entrepreneurs so we don't have work brain 24 seven. So like if we have a, you have a date night, put that on there. If you want to go on vacation in July, plan that out, like have that laid out for yourself and then build everything else on top of, of that activity. That's, a, that's an interesting. It's different, um, yeah. Yeah, it's very different to think about it that way because you're right, everybody puts their work first and then and then they think about their life, right? So I guess that's how that, burnout happens too, right? Yeah, exactly. That that gives you, I guess, the forefront to think about your life first and yeah, then yeah. Work, work after, which is yeah. great. Um, what, one thing that you, as you were talking to Dean there, one thing I wanted to, to t- touch on is that, Strong John, you do personal training with um, in-face, so person-to-person, and then you also do remote. So yep. with me, you did remote because I was I was away most of the time. Um, how do you how do you motivate clients? Is there a difference between how you work with clients remotely and how you work with them face to face? I would for me, I would assume that working with somebody face to face is kind of easier to connect with them because you're seeing them, you're there, you're pushing them, you're, you know. Yeah. Um, but remote clients, because uh, you work with busy professionals and you know they don't always have the time to go to the gym every day and blah 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 mm-hmm. how, how do you work with both so that's a good question so in person it is easier to connect because you're talking to them in, in person one thing i'm really trying to work on especially for 2020 is more video calls with my remote clients so just having that as part of the of the package that way we can connect even more so i can see them like I, I got together with one of my clients. She was a remote client, but she lives in Toronto, East Toronto. We got together for a workout last spring or summer. And it was great. It was like it was like meeting a friend that you met online for so long that you never seen in person before. So that was really nice. Um, as far as motivating them, I just try to keep communication up as much as possible with, with everyone I'm working with online or in person because I have one client I see her three times a week in person. Most of my in-person clients are once a week. So most of the coaching they get is online. It's, it's the hybrid model, I call it, where some of it's in-person, some of it's online. So whatever correspondence we're, we're having, whether it's email, uh, phone call, text message, whatever it is, I make sure that on my end, I'm trying to communicate what they need as much as possible, but also listen to them because I can blast information at people all day long, but if it doesn't connect with them in their own life, they're not going to care. That's where that's where the coaching comes in because and for again, information is everywhere. We have unlimited amount in terms of fitness and dieting and nutrition. Yet people are still having the same problems over and over again. So that's where coaching a one on one. I want to listen to them. I want to hear from them in my um, in my check and emails with them every week. I ask them a lot of questions. You can attest to this. There's yeah. there's five or seven rankings of one to five on how your life is going: sleep, mood. Uh, gym performance, enjoyment, and then there's seven questions where we dive deeper into how your week is going, how was your week, what did you do well, what didn't you do well, uh, what's happening next week. So like we're always kind of in the mindset of growth, in the mindset of trying to be better, 
it's never just like, okay, here's your program, see you later, talk to you in a month kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Like, uh, I'm a former personal trainer as well, and it, it comes down to also just alluding to what John is saying is building that relationship, the rapport, right? right? Because at the end of the day, people are going to come to you and tell you your problems. You mean, because you're going to spend a lot of time working with them and you yep. become that that shoulder to lean on, right? So it's not just you're physically improving them, you're helping them mentally, you're helping them with all different aspects of their life. You're their advisor, trusted advisor. Pretty much. Right. Sometimes you're the therapist too. It depends right. on so <laughs> it depends yeah. on the person. Yeah, it's great. So it's interesting. Actually, so now um, I'm just gonna, we're gonna push towards a wrap. Uh, I have a couple questions for you. So oh, that's I, I noticed sorry. that you talked about you cut out there again. Uh, you had the audio <laughs> issue there from the beginning again. Sorry, you can say that again. All right. So, um, what did you guys hear last? We're gonna cut this part you out. You said for right? uh, now, and then. Oh, okay. Cut. So, so I have a couple questions before we wrap up here. So, the first being, um, you mentioned that you do a lot of non-restrictive diets and help clients. Could you briefly speak about that in an overview to kind of give? our viewers and listeners a bit of a tease of what you offer when you say non-restrictive diets? Yeah, so basically the fitness and diet industry is riddled with extremism. That's how I like to view it. So everyone is trying to sell, everyone is generalization, but there's always gonna be, you have to cut out carbs, you have to cut out fats, you have to cut out meat, eat only plants, take this supplement, take that supplement. Like there's always something that is being sold to people that they have to either cut something out or buy a whole bunch of stuff and add it in. It's not true, basically. The easiest thing I can say is not true. So clients come to me sometimes scared. They're like, I wanna do this, but I don't know if I can give up bread. And I'm like, I love that you said that because you don't have to give up bread. Mm -hmm. The main thing I teach people is that you can eat a wide variety of food, everything you like within moderation, within your calories, that's how we monitor how we're going to do this. And honestly, some people need more of a structure. They need more of a strict regimen, especially in the beginning, just to kickstart them, just to get them motivated back into that routine. Um, but the non-restrictive thing for me is huge just because that's what I suffered with when I was a teenager. Like I cut out so many different foods. I've seen my family do it. My friends have done it. People I've worked with like, yeah, like I cut this and this and this out. I'm like, you don't have to like, that's, that's where I think people have a hard time is, the restrictive diets, while I don't see them ever going away because they do provide short-term results, they don't last. That's where I want people to stop having that yo-yo diet effect where, great, you went keto for three months, fast forward to three to six months, what happened then? That's more what I'm interested in, right? I want long-term results for everyone. Um, having a restrictive diet isn't feasible long-term for the majority of people, at least the majority of people that I've talked to, I've interacted with, yeah. It's not something you can keep up for more than, I would argue, more than six months. So the general consensus, would you say watch your macros and macros? Or would you say keto or like just eat vegetables and follow the food pyramid kind of thing? <laughs> like just, uh, just we don't have to go into detail because yeah. I know that's what you offer. But like yeah. generally just for someone that ideally trying to get on track and start working out with you kind of thing, yeah. like what should they be on before? coming to meet with you uh so calories are king or queen calories always 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 uh the macro split doesn't matter as much so the way i, I rank it for everyone is mm -hmm. calories are number one protein is number two 
carbs or fat are interchangeable three, four. Okay. If you can master calories and then you master your protein, you're maximizing your muscle maintenance during a fat loss phase. So you're keeping as much muscle as, you, as possible, but you're still in a deficit with, with your calories, which is going to help you lose the body fat. That's okay. the simplest way. Yeah. Got you. All right. Okay. So now I'm just going to throw some rapid fire questions so you can tell us gut feeling is. So favorite workout song? Lose yourself. Okay. I'm an M. Except um, <laughs> rapid favorite, fire. <laughs> uh, favorite part to work out? Body part. Uh, it used to be arms and it used to be legs. Now it's chest. It's chest. Yeah. Chest is becoming. Favorite workout supplement? Oh, it's got to be pre, pre-workout that they don't make anymore. Super Pump 250. Okay. <laughs> it's been discontinued for like 10 years. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was a really good one. It's a jacked, craze, all this stuff. Oh, craze. Uh, yeah, craze was amazing. Craze I think that had, that had the DMA in it. That's yeah, why it was amazing. And then, yeah. That's why it stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jamal, any questions you want to throw in there? quickly while we get to know him before we find out about his new program what's your what's your what's your favorite food my favorite food yeah do macros and calories count no 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 then pizza i can eat pizza three times a day every single day easily and laura always my wife always says you're crazy i'm like i love pizza i don't care yeah. Um, there's actually one thing that I just remembered that that I think uh, is interesting that you went through, you and your friends, like you, JT, yeah. um, Gus. Yeah. You guys did a, what was that called? What was that food chat, that food show called? Where they just oh, Epic Mealtime. Epic Mealtime. So, yeah, so these guys that. had like Epic Mealtime <laughs> like years ago, like they did their own thing. And these guys would make the craziest stuff, like the craziest stuff on, on pizza, and- on anything so they all they all tasted good except for the one that was all candy so one of them was like a candy barbecue so like the burgers were made up of different candies and the fries were deep fried kit kats like that one was gross and i love candy but that one was it was disgusting the other ones were great the best one was uh fast food lasagna so it's different burgers with cheese laid on top of each other so we got uh mcdonald's burger king whoppers um a and w teen burgers onion rings cheese ground beef holy sh- yeah like it was, <laughs> it was so we've been talking about doing another one for years but all of us are trying to obviously still watch yeah, our yeah, stuff, exactly it's like a four thousand calorie sit down for half an hour yeah. always yeah, trying, to, trying to get that protein in mm-hmm. um would you rather be in a bulking phase all year or a cutting phase oh bulking for sure cutting is not it's not fun okay yeah all right so all right. i can't think of any more questions right now because it's probably really early but <laughs> tell us about this program that just launched on january 20th yes so the strong john shred program uh launched january 20th like you said it's 12 weeks so there's different tiers it depends on again how much um, coaching that person needs i have the online only package i have a hybrid see you more in person and then i also have the platinum vip so Platinum VIP is the, I would argue, it's the most hands-on, even though I'm not seeing the person as much. So once a month, it's a full day with me. So the first day, obviously, is an assessment. I'm going to, we're going to raid your kitchen. We're going to look at what's going on in there, your environment. Um, make sure we set up your fridge and your pantry. We go grocery shopping. So make sure we're really, really setting you up for success for that first month, because the first month, I would argue, is the hardest. 
Uh, then the second month we get into, we get a workout in every time. We do some mobility screening, a mindset workshop, and then we again plan for the next, that month. And then the third month is more, is self-reflection, future planning, and we get a workout in as well. Then we'll go out to eat, uh, just as a kind of final hurrah. But um, no, the program's great. There's five reading materials everyone gets. Just again, I like to push education on top of my coaching. Um, I won't be running it again until April. I think I'm thinking late April, but I might do a truncated version just because a lot of people don't want to diet or train in the summer itself. So a 12 week from April might not be the most feasible, but I'm, I'm future planning a little bit still with that. Okay. Yeah. And in terms of just a couple of details. So if someone wants to work out with you in person, like how does that work? Where do they meet you kind of thing? How does it mm -hmm. go? So in-person training happens at Fortis Fitness. So that is a small strength gym in at Carlon Lakeshore in East Toronto. Nobody's really heard of it, which I kind of love about it. There's no, there was no New Year's resolution push. Like we have a couple of new people, but it's really more of a strength-based gym. It's not cushy. It's, there's not a lot of carpet. It's just, you get in there, people are there to do their work, right? Everyone's really, really nice. And it can be intimidating for a lot of people, but the people there, they're just, they're there to train. They're there that we have some of the top powerlifters in Canada there. Um, some top bodybuilders have come through strength, strength, uh, strongman training. So it's really, um, it's really a great environment to be in if you're trying to make some, some long lasting changes. Um, so that's where everyone trains with me in person now. Okay. And if people want to reach you, how can they do that? Yes. Uh, strong John fitness on all social media platforms. Um, Instagram, I'm on daily strong John fitness at gmail.com strong John fitness on Facebook. Um, I'm tweeting more now. So strong John fit on that. Um, yeah, I'm all over the place. So and marketing, we will put that marketing up. department. Yeah, we, we will put that up in the description okay, so on this podcast. So, so you guys will see that for sure. And if you um, want to reach out to Jamal for a personal testimonial, you can also do that as well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. reach out to will, yeah, I will, yeah. I will give you guys his phone number. <laughs> we will not be posting the phone number, uh, <laughs> my phone number, but um, for sure, no, I could attest to John's uh, devotion to this. And I mean, it was a great program, honestly. Like, I started with a 12 week program um, back in, what was it, 2018, like January, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. And, um, it was a, I think it was like a six or 12 week program. And then I just kept on it. I kept going. Uh, cause it, in that 12 weeks, the transformation was crazy. Yeah. Like it was just melting off. And again, guys, I, I did the, uh, remote version. So I, I had, I haven't seen John in years, <laughs> right? I haven't, I haven't personally, like we worked together. So I worked at Rogers Center. Uh, we went to high school together, obviously. And I worked at Rogers Center years ago. Um, and John came in on the tail end of me, you know, being there as well. So like we've worked together, but that was, geez, when did, when did that stop John? Like what, what yeah. year was that? Since the, so I haven't been there in over a year at least. Yeah. Uh, I did eight years there from 2009 to 2017, I guess. Okay. My last full year. Um, yeah. yeah, I gave him a resignation, I think in 2018. I was like, I, there's no point in me holding on to this when I'm, when I'm doing this. You when you're not thing. even there. Same yeah, thing, same yeah. thing for me. I think I, I think I was there from 2008 or nine, no, 2000, yeah, probably eight to like 2016 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you trickle in here and there in 2017. Yeah, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't digging it after because I was doing other stuff. You're busy, but, yeah. But um, no, I can, I can tell you guys that even knowing John in high school, to now not only the physical change it's been like a, 
I guess that that's growth, right? That's growth, man. Like it's been the 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 personal the 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 person inside of you has just changed from you know we used to joke around all the time in high school we used to play tricks on each other and this and yeah. that and then it's just the personal growth that you've had has been amazing like just the the maturity level and and you know you have a family now and it's crazy but you know that I've had to mature really quickly is what I tell everyone yeah yeah but I'm still I'm still silly as shit like. My whole oh, yeah, life, I mean. <laughs> what I put out there on the internet is only like a bit of my silliness. So sometimes I'll post some random videos, but like I can still get down with the sillies and just be weird because because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, I can exactly. definitely be that weird guy for sure. But when it comes to work, it's it's work, right? That's kind of where my mind has grown. It's not like, oh, let me mess around here and there. It's not like I have work to do. <laughs> yeah, I have a business to run now. Yeah. And and that and that's and that's where the growth is, you know. Like we we could all be silly at sometimes, you know what I mean? I mean, but when it's when it comes time to work and getting stuff done, that that's when you buckle down and you yeah. gotta get down. So John, I mean, thank you again uh, for doing the podcast with us. I mean, I was, I was very me. I was very excited when uh, when you said yes, and and you know, not not only being my friend for a long time, but being the trainer and helping me through my trend uh, through my transition. That's been you know, a wonderful experience. And that's where I learned about you as much as, as much as you, you learn about yourself as you go through a transformation, like Dean was saying, you also get to know the trainer and, and you, you learn about them. So, um, I was very excited to have you on. And I mean, I think, you know, this was a great conversation. Uh, we, we got to know you and I hope that we can, we can push this out to, uh, our listeners because it's, it's a great program and the way you do it, I've done other personal trainers before. And the way you do it is is just it's different and it works, right? Thank so, you, man. Thank you. You know, it's about helping people and it's about helping people grow. So, um, and you're very passionate about that, and I can tell from the from the communication you do and from the program training that you do and how everything was. It felt like it was personalized for me. So, um, thank you That's again. The key, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were happy to have you. I don't know, Dean, if you have anything else um, you want to say. No. Um... Uh, definitely uh no thank you for attending um but this is definitely the last time i'm gonna do something at 7 30 in the morning (laughs) (laughs) welcome to my mornings (laughs) (laughs) no but it's uh it was a really good um opportunity to speak to like i'm a former personal trainer as well like so it's a really good opportunity to hear someone that actually took that vision and kept going and building it out and i i I understand where you're coming from and like you added all of these moving parts and making it doing what you're doing for so long like i can only imagine how far you can go like with that mentality that you've built and i really like that lesson that you've taught us about organization communication and highlighting that whatever industry you're in at the end of the day those are some there's always going to be some underlying key motivators that can be relatable to any industry so like my takeaways are the growth mindset at the communication the organization right and putting and putting and, your putting your life again, first like this is and then you. yeah and and that's what we're all about right we just want to be able to inspire other people to say hey you have the ability to do this uh look at john he's just done it right and Look at his life. His life is all over, but he's figured out a way to wrangle it in, make mm-hmm. a difference, and he can also help. You can also help well. you do it. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Yeah. 
All right, well, without further ado, thank you again, John, and uh, you know, have have a have a good rest of the day and week, and uh, for sure, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> connect, we'll connect, and and um, we'll probably we'll see if we can have you on again, or or we'll 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 connect with the journey, see how things are going. Thanks for having me, I appreciate it. And Jamal, you better get you know the check-ins due this weekend, so yeah, oh yeah, I got to talk to you then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. All right, thanks. Good thanks, guys. All right, take care. So that was an amazing episode, learning more about John's story. It's awesome to see someone who's taken a personal story and made it so much more impactful and inspiring beyond themselves on an individual basis to communities and other individuals. And it's awesome to see that someone close to us and even part of the new school of thinking family, Jamal, has went through that so he can be that ultimate testimony for y'all. Moreover, look forward to the Rate My Kitchen uh, story and episodes on MTV like that program sounded uh, like a show that's going to be airing soon so MTV holler at us but moreover all the very best to uh, our friend John we can't wait to um, hear more milestones of your success and kudos to you on celebrating three years of a very tough but rewarding journey we'll definitely have him back on the show but Without further ado, do do follow him on Strong John. We'll definitely uh, provide all his social media links in the description um, attached to this podcast. But thank you again for listening. And until next time, this is Ren from the New School of Thinking. And there it is. That was our episode with Mr. John uh, Jonathan Alexander Vlahoyanakos. I'm pretty sure I got that right. Uh, you can visit his website at www.strongjohnfitness.com. That's John as in J-O-N. Uh, email him at strongjohnfitness at gmail.com or visit his Instagram at strongjohnfitness. I encourage you all to take a look at his videos. Uh, He also has just released a YouTube channel, Strong John Fitness. Subscribe. He has some great tips, videos, tricks, and just the science. He explains the science behind everything that he does. So again, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you guys got some takeaways. And just follow, comment, share, repost. And as always, keep listening. Thank you.